All right. <clears throat> and this is uh, coming off of out.com. Out.com. And, um, hey, elections are going on, and it's more than just the uh, big old national election where it's uh, uh, Bernie Sanders versus Donald Trump. You know, it's, it's more than that. Yeah, I said Bernie Sanders versus Donald Trump. That's The other people are filler. All right? The other people are fucking filler. All right, but uh, there, there is an individual out here in New York, and this is a uh, general interest. This is interesting to me. Um, article up by Nico Lang, and there's an individual that goes by the name of Marty Gold Cummings, and Marty Gold Cummings is um, ready to serve looks while serving the city, as they say in this article. I'm Marty Allen Cummings and I love New York. Politics should be for everyone. I think for so long people think politicians should run. Everybody should be afforded an opportunity to run for office. And that's why I am excited and proud to announce my candidacy for New York City Council in the 2021 election. For over a decade, I've had the great opportunity to be a drag artist in New York City. It has been my great honor to use my platform as a performer to not only make people laugh and entertain them, but to advocate for issues that matter. As a drag activist, I was appointed by the Speaker of the New York City Council to be an advisor on the Mayor's Nightlife Advisory Council. And now I get to work for each of you on Community Board 9. Activism and politics starts with you, the people, on the local level. When I go into City Hall as your city council member, the voice I'm taking with me is your voice. This is somebody who's gonna get things done for you. I'm gonna listen to you, and I'm gonna work for you. I'm Marty Allen Cummings, and I approve this message. And there that goes. Now, um, excuse me. So, uh, Marty, uh, coming, uh, this Thursday, this, uh, fucking week, uh, the, uh, we, uh, well, we're going to the second week of September here. So, uh, coming up this Thursday, uh, Marty Gold Cummings is officially throwing their hat in the ring for the New York City Council, where they hope to represent Manhattan's District 7. All right, although the 51-person board currently boasts a plethora of LGBTQ plus representation, including Speaker Corey Johnson, and we've heard that name on this program before, many of those politicians are term-limited. Cummings, a long-term activist and performer in the city, said their candidacy is critical to ensure that LGBTQ plus folks keep their seat at the table. All right, so Cummings has been claiming that seat for years. Uh, They currently sit on the community board, uh, nine of the upper Manhattan of the Mayor's Nightlife Council, making them one of a handful of drag queens to have served in a political capacity in the United States. That's kind of ill. Vegas didn't see that coming, right? Because it's like, you know, I mean, what? You, You got that old nigga Jimmy Carter, nigga was farming peanuts and shit like people do shit before they run for office and might still do some of that shit while they're in office if there's no uh what is it conflicting interest and all that and all that love (laughs) all right and um and you can go here on out.com i'm going to have a link to this in the on winecellarmedia.com with the web post for this uh little uh post here and uh you can actually read an interview with marty and uh, it's uh, it's fucking dope. General interest, I like it. I think it's cool. You know, let's little white nigga run for office, drag queen it up. 
looks more like a campy queen from the from the aesthetic here. But uh, you can check it out in the link yourself. All right. Let's move it on forward. We've learned that a foreman named Matt McFarland was having concerns. He said we're not ready. He said the plan wasn't ready. The fo- We've learned that a foreman named Matt McFarland was having concerns. He said we're not ready. He said the plan wasn't ready. The funding just wasn't there. The staffing wasn't there. There was a lot that would need to be done, and it would take time. McFarland died in 2016. But while working at the water plant, he regularly confided in his sister, Tonya Petrola. This is the first time she's spoken publicly about her brother's concerns. He would call me and he would just be so upset and he would leave me messages that were just frantic, like, Tiny, you have to call me right away. Please call me right away. I mean, he knew that they weren't ready for this. As the deadline approached, McFarland expressed his concerns to his supervisors. One of them, Mike Glasgow, had concerns too. He wouldn't speak to us, but in an email, he told state regulators that if the plant were to open on schedule, it will be against my direction. He later told investigators he never received a response. The city right now is just testing and treating this water. They're not using it in the drinking water yet. They hope to start doing that in the next few days. With the opening of the plant just hours away, Petrella began texting friends at her brother's behest that the water wasn't safe. I remember specifically the day before they actually flipped the switch. He called me and he said, Tanya, contact everyone that you know in Flint, anybody you care about, and tell them do not drink the water. It's our moment. Three, two, one. He said it's not safe. We're not ready. He said that people are going to die. Here's the plant. Plant. Here, here. All right, what's going on, gang? So, uh, shit's been fucked up. Um, well, really not shit, me. I've been fucked up because uh, I just, I severely abused my body um, over the summer working these overtime hours. Um, pretty much getting over 70 hours every week. And, um, of course, you know how thing it starts out well. You know, I have my pre-planned meals and all that shit, but, like, deterioration happens and then you start fucking just grabbing the fast like we literally have vending machines with like microwavable cheeseburgers and you start grabbing bullshit like that fast stuff slowing down the uh the summer beats you down right uh here we are um oh that mississippi shit canceled not going to mississippi um for a week and uh so now back on the wine cellar shit i think for about two weeks i'm gonna just do uh 40-hour weeks. Well, actually, 50 hours because uh, I do uh, come in early on uh, Wednesday, and we are required to do one weekend a day. So, you know, take like 49, 50-hour weeks, twice in a row, and sort of uh, recover, recalibrate. But uh, upcoming, what we have here is uh, more um, Flint updates and also Newark, New Jersey and uh, we'll get that stuff cracking back regularly on WineCellarMedia.com as uh, water safety updates, particularly centering Flint, Michigan.
this is another crisis in our city. Um, we have to jump into it and get it going. Um, many people in North still do not understand the severity of this crisis. Um, I think the fact that the current administration, the state administration, and now the county um, elected officials have gotten together to continue to spread the misinformation is a real serious problem. For some people, it's like really just um, jumping in now. They like really like knowing something is wrong. People have been spelling chlorine. They have been selling bleach. They have had discoloration with their water. They have had issues with the water for a while. You're killing people, literally, when you say there's nothing wrong when you don't give bottled water to everyone. Um, the fact that 1180 Raymond Boulevard, the fact that one Theater Square, Theater Square is a brand new building. 1180 is a total renovation. But Theater Square is a brand new building. They have not even been living in there yet, I don't believe, a year. And it may be just a year. And their, their uh, uh, water test came back positive for lead and they answered as well. Father Teresa's wine cellar is rated R for keeping it real. It's destroying our community. It's, it's hurting our community. One of the problems we're having is we're trying to concentrate on the senior citizen buildings and the daycare centers. And before we can get the first round of water to seniors, you know, they've run out. Um, and as far as the daycare centers, they're cooking food for the children. They're giving water to the children. And we also have homeless shelters that have very limited margins in which they're working with. And so we have to help them because they're helping those who don't have shelter and don't have access to clean water. So no, it's not an adequate enough amount, but people are trying and people are donating. And, and at the end of the day, this is a man-made crisis made by this administration that since this, since we've been in court with the NRDC and the citizens, the report has come back seven times that we're getting higher and higher. And it's not just lead, it's the carcinogenics. Some people's homes have tested for arsenic and other um, things that are in the water. If you manual laborers would work as hard as the owners, you wouldn't be so poor now, would you? It's a chance to do good for us boys in the hood. Just call us NWA, Neighbors with Appetizers. On yesterday, we received an entire trailer and it was gone before um, we left last night. We were able to um, get senior buildings um, that we know was not getting water. And so for me, um, this is God's work because he said, when I was hungry, you fed me not. When I was naked, you clothed me not. And when I was thirsty, you didn't give me drink. We're giving them drink. We want to make sure that we were in a spot taking care of the community. And so I want to make sure that we got a shipment of water here today. And so we got I think it's four pallets, but I think that comes to like 550 cases or 600 cases of water. And that'll, this will continue. And I think that the dynamic right now is that I'm seeing everybody come together um, in this crisis to make sure that there are wa there's water for the city um, in its totality. 
uh, not just one zone of the city, not just one part of the city, but for everyone. The news is a shit show these days, and we're here to give you a break from the white supremacist media bullshit by bringing you the shitty news so that you can feel less like shit because you know the people discussing all the fucked up shit give a shit about you and the shitty situations you deal with every day. So shit, pour yourself a glass and settle in for Father Teresa's Wine Cellar. Time is running out to charge public officials for their roles in the Flint water crisis. Two lawmakers from Flint are hoping to give prosecutors more time by extending the statute of limitations for criminal misconduct cases involving public officials. Senator Jim Anenik and Representative Sheldon Neely each introduced a bill to increase the statute of limitations from six years to ten years. The water crisis began in April 2014 after the city of Flint, under state emergency management, switched its water source to the Flint River. The legislation comes about two months after Michigan Solicitor General Fadwa Hamout and Wayne County Prosecutor Kim Worthy said they need more time to review newly discovered evidence in the case. This legislation is necessary to ensure that the people of Flint have the opportunity for justice to be served and not cut short because the previous investigation was conducted irregularly and ineffectively, Cherry said in a news release. We need to ensure that investigators have the time needed to properly review the 99% of documents that were not turned over to prosecutors until this summer. Ananik said justice must be delivered. Flint will not be able to truly recover until those who poisoned our city are held accountable by the law, Ananik said. While we know that this is an extremely urgent matter that needs to be brought to a conclusion, the most important thing is that, at the end of the day, the people of our community see justice. All right, and of course, as it typically goes, there that goes. <clears throat> All right. White on white crime. It hasn't stopped. Right. Just because I do overtime doesn't mean white people stop doing overtime. It doesn't mean Florida has been shut down yet or quarantined. People are still allowed to come and go. Like the fact I was in Florida for 12 years. I shouldn't have been allowed to leave. You know what? Maybe that's what we need to do. A quarantine. Yeah. And most of the people, I mean, even though I was in Central East Orlando, I was in the service economy. I was by the fucking college. I was around a lot of fucking between the ages of 20 and 27 white guys. <laughs> I was I was in the shit. They shouldn't have let me fucking go that easy. But the rest of America, well, it's America. You know what? Why don't white crime does not stop in Florida? It does not. Nah. But uh, all right. But it's a good it, place to start. There's these fellers. Uh, <laughs> Love B. Scott. Mm. Which I don't personally follow, but some niggas I fo- I recently unfollowed the nigga that posted this, but because because it's Love B Scott and it's going to be some bullshit. Yeah, but they shared this because black people love white on white crime across the board. We all dig it. Niggas is with- that really his name? Gavin Crim Enol. Huh? <laughs> Enol Crim Enol. It. Wait, so if we remove his last name, do we decrim him? <laughs> we do <laughs> he... decrim him. So uh, a resident of Florida did not notify me that the instrumentals went out. <laughs> Oops. As poor instrumental management. <clears throat> now, um, a Florida feller, well, they had a day, right? Mm-hmm. They probably went to work. Yeah. 
did the old capitalism shuffle. Yeah. Went to the grocery. Yeah. Let's, uh, we're supposed to be making sure that your decibels is be good. My decibels is be good. Thank you very much. All right, that's the best we got. I guess, yeah, you use that more often than I do. Yeah. Fucking, um, you know, probably went to church. Maybe. You know, gave it up for Jesus one time. Maybe uh, busted a freestyle, mm-hmm. went home, made mm-hmm. a racist tweet. Do what you got to do. Oh, that's Florida. Yeah. He didn't even know the racist. He just like, that's what we always called them. <laughs> <laughs> right? The kind of people that still don't know that um, that to say someone gypped you is a fucking slur. Well, that's like uh, on Twitter. They were having a debate. What's worse, calling someone a cracker or the N-word? And I'm like, the fact that you say the N-word kind of <laughs> tells you which one is worse. <laughs> yeah, that was actually a fucking... A CNN thing. I wonder if they got it from CNN. That was a segment on CNN. Yeah. Is N-word or cracker worse? Well, I think it started because of the whole Bernie Sanders thing with the where he. Oh yeah, where he where he was talking like an adult to adults, and of course niggas like Imani Gandhi, they've been salivating for this one. Mm-hmm. Them niggas like we should donate our butt plug to them niggas. Those niggas like just oh yeah, Bernie, do it, do it, <laughs> Bernie. Something I can be fucking. Oh, full outrage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they're into. Yeah. You know, Which, colored yeah. pencils and shit. Colored huh. pencils and shit. Yeah, so if y'all missed it, he was a few years ago was having giving a speech somewhere about um, poor white workers and racism. And he was basically like, yeah, the way that, you know, the 1% got them is by telling poor white people, um, well, at least you're better than those niggers. They can't use your drinking fountains and bathrooms and stuff. And so now everyone's like fake outraged. But the thing is, the quote resurfaced because it was published by right wing outlets. I think um, I forgot which one now, but, you know, one of those far right type things. And of course, their readers are also reading it. So now they're like, is cracker worse than the N word? And then it just sort of like went from there. So, yeah, everyone's using uh, right wing news outlets to be mad at Bernie and being called crackers. And it's no, all... that, that's only leftists. That doesn't happen to centrists. Leftists fall for Russian bots. Leftists <laughs> actually are Russian bots. They are Russian bots. All right. Black people that don't like Democrats, whether they're Tariq Nasheed conservatives or I can dig it progressives like me. We're all Russian bots. We are Russian bots. Even though I actually work with a Russian and he even said, no, no, she done shit campaign. Shit campaign. <laughs> <laughs> well, she did. Uh, white on white crime. Yes. <laughs> Fucking. All right, so this fella had himself a day. The kind of day that makes you get a little tired. Mm-hmm. The kind of day that makes you want to go to sleep. Yes. But then you have a cat named Jamal outside your podcasting studio <laughs> that won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> and, uh. We have cats. And uh, so this feller was awakened from his sleep because he done heard himself a noise in the kitchen. And he went in to do what white people do. Investigate. investigate. (laughs) He went in to investigate the sound and he found a 19-year-old Gavin D. Krim (laughs) in his kitchen cooking breakfast. I want to know what What the details of the breakfast were. Something like eggs and pancakes or something? Uh, they they continue this with uh, direct quotes from an outlet called Complex, who, an outlet which I'm sure has quoted Phoenix Kaleeder here or there. I- it would not surprise me. Okay. 
All right. And uh, <clears throat> so, quote from the uh, other outlet complex, not from any person. He then confronted D. Krim, only to be told, go back to sleep. How the fuck you break in somebody else's house, use their kitchen, and tell them to go back to sleep? Nigga, you go back home to your home. What if he ain't got one? What if the houselessness crisis has reached that point that people are like, I'm that hungry for a real meal? No, the soup kitchen ain't cutting it. They don't care about temperature safety. They don't. <laughs> Especially the white ones. Jesus balls, man. I had to go to the white ki- soup kitchen sometimes as a teenager. And like, I've thrown up several times walking out of there. Oof. And um, he, uh, so he confronted him. He said, go back to sleep. And instead of following D. Crim's instructions, the victim called the police, prompting the robber. He's not <laughs> robbing you. He's just eating. He didn't take shit. Oh, he took the guy's eggs or something. Let's see. Do they even say what? I, they should have said what food it was. Mm-hmm. And the police fellers, they found D. Crim hiding in a swamp. Nigga. That Trump also didn't drain. Did not drain it. Uh, behind the victim's house. That nigga didn't even go anywhere. <laughs> According to the Pinellas County also investigators. Mm-hmm. And upon arrest, uh, Gavin D. Krim admitted to breaking into the house through an unlocked back door. So that's just entering. Right. Uh, <laughs> unlocked okay. back door around 4 in the a.m., he also confessed to cooking the victim's food once he entered the residence and telling him to return to bed. Gap, uh, D. Krim's arrest report indicates that he was under the influence of alcohol or hunger yeah. at the time of the crime. D. Krim is now facing burglary charges for the incident. For what? Stealing pancake batter? Toast? Like... He didn't even get to leave with it. It was attempted. <laughs> it was an attempted consumption. Uh, Jesus Christ. Y'all got me on here defended a 19-year-old white man. Named y'all, Gavin Krim. Y'all lucky he ain't shoot up a damn school. All he's trying to do is eat shit. Yeah, it definitely could have been worse. And that's cold game. We live in a world now. I'm fucking trying to take some of this time off of work, which basically just means work less. Mm-hmm. That's capitalism for you. A vacation means I'm just not doing overtime. And uh, I'm looking at this thing that's like a little newsletter we get locally here. And I'm like, oh, they're going to have one of those fucking, uh, uh, it, it, where I'm from, they call it the Taste of Tacoma. Oh. Where people pull up with their fucking shit from their <laughs> restaurants or whatever the mm-hmm. hell. And you can go get a, a plate of their item. Yeah. I'm looking, I'm like, mm public event probably gonna be a mass shooter not going really you never know what they're gonna shoot up next you don't and considering that they're stealing breakfast but it's school the school year's back in probably a school ah they gotta get a little practice in they had the whole summer they're off their game also it's probably mostly not gonna be white people there why have you seen the demographics of where we live not, not really. I, I don't. I'm not here very often. You may not have noticed. <laughs> I've noticed. <laughs> but yeah, man, we're out here in um in this area of Illinois, and yeah, there is be some colored folk out here. But then, what if this one of them don't want to shoot some colored folk? 
especially colored folks show. Oh my God, Jamal is so loud. Right. And uh, one of them will want to shoot some colored folks. They're like, y'all make the tasty food and I want it. That's how they talk. That's not how they talk. Um, 43% of the population identifies as Latino, by the way. They'll identify as white in two generations. Probably. Yeah. yeah 16% Asian. All right. They're hanging in there. Yeah. 7% African American. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, it would be 12 if a, if a bunch of them weren't Dominican or Blackfoot Indian or some shit. Oh, God. I got Indian. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Like, nigga, that's not even the correct term, you goofy prick. I don't care. All right. WineCellarMedia.com. Recovering from overtime hours. Bunch of shit. Whatnot and what have you. <clears throat> I know. I like DJ Quick Beats, too. <laughs> he's a he's a that, that's a funky light skinned feller right there. That's one of the greatest light skinned fellers of all time. DJ Quick, Q U Y K with no C. Still, you can't see me. Really? get them fellers we gonna get them fellers real good for the wine cellar what for the wine cellar no 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 um all right why don't white crime again because uh fucking because jesus jesus is jesus involved in this white on white crime yes all right we own down here in west virginia oh god how you doing there, Bob Kincaid? <laughs> you follow my wife on the Twitter. We follow each other. You should call into his program. You always say that. And be like, yo, nigga, what's happening? Um, yeah, he's the one who gave me Ring Wraith Barbie, and I like it. About um Ivanka Trump. Oh, yeah, Bob he's the one who I heard say Trump Panzies. Hmm. Yeah, he fucking he was the one calling Obama president not sure. <laughs> no what to pick. It's fucking, that's fucking Bob. He's a slick motherfucker. Um, <clears throat> all right. So a pastor's wife, because women need to be introduced as who they're owned by, I'll still call out the misogyny in my shit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. So a pastor's wife in West Virginia done been charged with reckless endangerment after she was misbehaving in the name of Jesus uh-huh. in the church parking lot. Okay. Appropriately named Melinda Fry Tony. What? Is a four-year-old individualizer and done been accused of pulling out a pistolita that accidentally discharged. Why doesn't anybody have a holster? Just just keep it on a holster, please. A holster? Yes. Well, four women have bras. Oh, my God. Not all women. Not all women. You know, some women just living it. Just, <laughs> just rocking out. Yes. Right? Is I that... would like to do that. Do it. 
You're literally not doing it now. You literally put on a bra to <laughs> podcast. I did. That's the a... level of internalized oppression. Because there's a camera and because they sag a lot. Because breastfeeding children. Nigga, we black. It's our hair that defies gravity. The rest of the <laughs> shit is subject to it. <laughs> well, I wish that they weren't. All right. Well, you work that out. Thank you. No, keep my man pinion to myself. Wow. These are the arguments we have, folks. It's fucking intense, man. <laughs> you ain't shitting me. Uh, fucking mm-hmm. Melinda Fry Tony, foe to foe. Mm-hmm. And it did accidentally discharge. Okay. Well, at least it was an accident, I guess. It just happened to accidentally discharge during an argument. Well. With another pastor's wife. What? As women should be introduced before you learn their names. What are these preacher's wives doing? And what's the name of the church? New Life. Woo! <laughs> they shooting up shit at New Life. The goddess of irony gave you a slam dunk with this one. The New Life Apostol- <coughs> Apostolic Church. Apostolic. Wait, what? Apostolic? Apostolic? Yes. So apostolic, that just, that makes it sound a little more ignorant, don't it? Yeah, a little bit. It don't sound right. At the apostolic. Yeah, it's apostolic. Damn, that sounds more academic. Or academic. Syllables. What are you going to do? Syllables. Uh, <laughs> so Mrs. Tony is the wife of the new life pastor, Earl Tony. This is coming off a of Newsweek.com uh, article by K. Thor Jensen. Mm. All right. For those of you that are into um, Thor <laughs> and that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> so the wife of uh, Pastor Earl, also appropriately named, mm. while the other woman, appropriately named again, Lori <laughs> Haywood is married to the New Life's youth pastor, David Haywood. What were they fighting over? What's the cheese may? Well, the sheriff's detective, I'm pretty sure an investigation took place. <laughs> uh, the sheriff's detective, uh, Mr. Kevin Willis, told the Beckley Register Herald news outlet the animosity between the women had been simmering for some time. Their husband fellers had thought the woman ladies should publicly bury the hatchet to perform for all the men watching. That's not what the article says. To avoid additional strife. Now this here's a quote from uh, Sheriff Willis. See what being submissive to your husband gets you? Gets you accidentally discharged. Hmm. Hey fellers, uh... There might, there may be a cis hetero man here or there tuning in, like five of you motherfuckers. <laughs> Go on your uh, Yahoo, Bing, Google, ask that nigga Jeeves about vaginal discharge, and you'll know something new. All right, <clears throat> all right. The uh, I've known about it since my fucking mid-teens. Like y'all niggas should have been known if you're fucking tuning in. Hmm. The uh. And also, the clitoris, on average, goes up six inches inward. It's not just a little doorbell hanging outside. (laughs) All right? (laughs) 
doorbell. All right, le- learn these things, motherfuckers. Please learn these things. Yeah. All right, stop being a cis identity extremist via your ignorance. Yeah, actually, the 3D models of the clitoris actually look really fucking cool. Yeah. And the clitoris gets bigger as women age. Gets longer. There you go. There you go. All right. That's why women, I think, in their 40s have the best sex. So I've been told. Hmm. Yeah. I've heard that uh, something like that on BBC Woman's Hour, but it's more like uh, late 50s, early 60s. That could be, yeah. But the, you know what? That's no, no, no. Never mind. Never mind. I'm wrong on that one. No, that that's more um, when the uh, what, what, what when is menopause. The, yeah, when menopause kicks in, there's like something clicks off in the brain more academic folks can articulate that better than I am and there's just less of a fuck given ah somebody had a comedy bit about that about having sex with older women hmm. it's like young, young women will be like I can't do that that's embarrassing older women are like yes the fuck we are gonna do that <laughs> <laughs> some shit I probably fell asleep to on Pandora hmm. alright so they were supposed to bury this hatchet on this additional strife yes so Willis said, uh, the pastor and the youth pastor had thought maybe we could get them together, you know, control the women. Mm-hmm. We can hash this out and fix it before it escalates. Of course, it just made it worse, I think, end quote. You think? From, you don't know? Somebody pulled a gun. He's a fucking cop. He's not thinking. Mm. He's just thinking about rolling up his sleeves and getting some of the young chicks to take a look at him. Oh, he's pro- actually, you know what? He's <clears throat> If he's a cop, he probably thought... I, she's just de-escalating, right? That's why you pull a gun out? There you go. He was like, that's procedure. <laughs> right? <laughs> you draw down on a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, um, so according to this punk-ass cop, quote, the straw that broke the camel's back, end quote, was an argument over a t-shirt Haywood had was wearing. Nigga, What? Not I'm, just the grammatical error, but this shit happened over a fucking t-shirt. What well, what did the t-shirt say though? Did it say a cab? Let's find out. According to Willis, the punk ass cop. Wait, did they put the same sentence again? Okay, no. there we go. Uh Haywood would only say, quote, We had a disagreement, and when we sat down to talk, I called her out and she lost it. Holy shit, they got Whoa. that old school big white lady hair. I'm going to have a link to this in the uh, show post so you can see this fucking... You know back in the old day when they had commercials to show white women with volume in yeah. their hair? Yep. Yeah, that's uh, that's that. Yeah, that's definitely like a late 80s hairstyle. Yeah, like she fucking like... She like... She she put like a little John remix on the Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's happening. Um, According to the authorities, Melinda walked out of the church during the argument and went to her car in the parking lot where she got her handgun. Holy shit. So she was really serious about trying to kill this person. Okay. Yeah, that's premeditated. That's that's a little bit different. You took a stroll. Right. I'm over here thinking you just popped it out the bra strap to show them what time it is. Uh, Realizing what was intended, Earl... And followed her outside. Oh, who the fuck, <laughs> nigga? Um, this nigga Thor got all sorts of typos in their motherfucking. Is that uh, what they're supposed to have editors for? Yeah, which means that job should be open as hell. <laughs> Could use another gig. Mm. <clears throat> all right, so Earl and followed her outside. <laughs> 
Punk-ass cop Willis reports that Pastor Tony intercepted his wife before she was able to come back inside the church and attempted to wrestle the gun about her hands. What? The weapon fired a single shot during the struggle, but nobody was injured. Mr. Haywood, who was uh, leaving the church when the gun discharged, called the police fellers and told them, oh, Miss Mrs. Haywood, told them that she was Tony's intended target. Oh, damn, nigga, white people be snitching on each other, nigga. White people be snitching so much they invented Yelp, (laughs) which is a meme Phoenix showed me. Uh, The department uh, reviewed parking lot surveillance video but could not determine whether the pistolita was aimed at Haywood before it was fired. Mrs. Tony owned the handgun legally with a concealed carry permit. Quote, we are just trying to leave peaceful. The reason for the shooting was stupid and very unnecessary. Wow. Melinda declined to speak to the punk-ass cops because she said, it's A-cab up in this motherfucker, dog. That's not what she said. Verbatim. Huh. And uh, after her arrest and requested an attorney instead, according to uh, punk-ass cop Willis, who added that a mental evaluation of her may be part of the investigation. Wow. And that is white on white crime. I just, I keep getting distracted by the sidebar. What is that? Because it's got the related stories, right? Oh, these, just, these are just the headlines. Florida man pulls gun after furniture is delivered late. Florida man shot himself taking concealed gun from waistband. And priest accused of stealing nearly $100,000 using it on grinder dates. There you go. Grind it out. <laughs> you gotta grind it out. So you don't rub one out, you grind one out? You're damn right. <laughs> Hell, and trips. Were were some of the grinder dates also trips? Right, like taking them on dates. Like, was that a trip or like you know, a weekend away or whatever? Maybe it was an acid trip. I don't fucking know. Could be. Uh, so Benjamin Cole. Fuck it. Fuck it. I'm just yeah. I'm just I'm just gonna run. We noticed we're using an ad blocker. (laughs) Yes. I noticed that you can go fuck yourself. Newsweek.com. Wow. Yeah, like fucking don't have flash ads and I won't use an ad blocker. People got to realize the only thing I hate about ads is fucking flash. It slows down the computer because flash is not. Here we go. Let's maybe some folks may not know this. Flash is not on the website you're using. Flash is actually in your computer, in your hard drive, and the website accesses Flash to play a video clip on the website. And that's why Flash slows your computer down, and that's why niggas like me use ad blockers. Yep. Fuck that shit. Stop using fucking Flash ads. Find a new way to do things. No. All right. Manatee County. Mm-hmm. I don't remember it, but I'm sure we've mentioned it on this fucking show. <laughs> uh, so a man mm-hmm. from Manatee County is accused of pulling a gun on two furniture delivery men mm-hmm. because he was unhappy that they were late. Wow. Mr. Mitchell Helton, 55 years old, 
I think previously, like some months ago, like the thing was like people, white people in their 70s. It was. Were doing their fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's who was really emboldened by Trump. They were like, can we still do shit at 70? <laughs> oh, let's fuck on the golf cart and fucking shoot a fucking fox. Like, let's do this. I think, yeah, I think we covered one about like a guy who tried to like run over his neighbor with his riding lawnmower or some shit. 70? Yeah. Maybe there was a blood alcohol limit to that episode. <laughs> It was about Florida and vodka <laughs> in an empty parking lot. It's one of the fucking greatest ones. <sighs> the um, They came from the furniture warehouse, and uh, they were on their way. This was August 3rd. Now, they said that, the and this is the, the Manatee County punk-ass sheriffs, said that when the delivery men arrived, the front door was open, and Helton told them that he was upset he had to wait so long. Hmm. When they asked him if he still wanted the furniture, he said, do whatever you want, end quote, and went to his bedroom, according to the police report. When they started to unload the furniture from their vehicular, Mr. Helton allegedly pointed a gun at the men fellers and said, quote, you know, I've shot people for less, end Uh. quote. Now, if I actually cared about this system... Yes. Lock him up on that. Right. Like, I would just like to know, who did you shoot and what did they do that was less? Because being late isn't really... They were being black. Do you know how black they were being? How black were they being? Tay Diggs. (laughs) That's pretty black. Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle, really? Serena Williams. Mm Mm-hmm. Pretty black. Her husband is so petty. Oh, Mr. T-Shirt Man. Yeah. Yeah. I I only know her name because when I was a teenager, some picture popped up of a fucking uh, her in this thing called a cat suit. And it was very jerkable. And other than that, I don't care about tennis. I don't give a blue fuck. All right. (laughs) Yeah, it was a dope picture. But black women are taking over tennis. Really? So they own it. They're becoming popular. Own it. Getting the prize money. Own a station that it's filmed on, filmed, aired <laughs> on. Uh, no, they're tennis players, not media moguls. Own r- companies that sell tennis shoes that have major deals. Um, no, but they do get endorsements. That's not taking over. It's taking over. That's just. That's just being exploited for more than a McDonald's worker. Is it being exploited if you become a millionaire? They're becoming billionaires. Whoever is exploiting you, they're not doing it because you're make because they're make because you're getting more than them. Hmm. Yeah. Hey, welcome back to the real nihilism that this show's been missing. <laughs> ah, shit. That's Uh-oh. the uh, that's the goddamn shit. All right. It's beeping out there. All right, yeah, we have uh, food in the oven beepifying, but also we know that the oven automatically shuts off when the timer goes off, so we know it's just warm in there. Yeah. All right, so he he pointed a gun at him, did not shoot, pointed a gun Mm -hmm. at him and said, I done shot motherfuckers for less, goddammit, you fucking niggers. 
quote. That's what he said. Not the quote. That's what he said. And he said, and you realize I'm just quoting Bernie Sanders when I say this. <laughs> That's the only reason why I call niggers niggers is because I heard Bernie Sanders say something in the 90s and God damn it, it turned me racist. Yep. Bernie made me racist. <laughs> be like the best hashtag ever. Uh, the two men fellers first uh, dismissed his action as a show of anger toward the late delivery. What? They must also be white and they don't understand how white men get down. <laughs> so they called the police fellers and made a formal complaint. An arrest report says that Helton could not explain why he confronted the men with a gun. He said he was startled by someone trying to... Oh, lying ass! <laughs> startled by someone trying to enter his home and retrieved his weapon to defend himself. Wait, but presumably these guys were most likely wearing uniforms. Or at least in a delivery truck that had a logo on it and had fucking furniture in their hands. No, that's how people break into your house. They come in, steal your couch, and replace it with a brand-ass new one. Yeah. Fucking criminals. And then they go to someone else's house and eat breakfast. And this is and this is why it's thievery, all mm-hmm. right? They didn't mm-hmm. just take your couch. Mm-hmm. You had change under those cushions. <laughs> they stole your fucking money. Ah, so the Walmart theory. That's like grand larceny or something. I don't actually know what grand larceny is. I think you have to steal like $10,000 worth of stuff for it to be grand larceny. Okay, well, let, let's figure this one out. <laughs> so, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> we're, not re- we're not ready for that level of wine cellaring yet. I still need to recover from these fucking work hours. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, for some reason... Also in Florida, a Sarasota man, David Ashworth, 51, was arrested after he sent an email to local news outlets in which he threatened a hotel manager whom he claimed had insulted his girlfriend. What the hell? That's just a totally, that's just a different (laughs) story. And they just have it in the middle of this article. Also in his 50s. Apparently that's what's happening now. All right, 50s. Okay. Well, they they can't let their parents outshine them. Who in their 50s is making them do that? Is that... Is it fucking Robert O'Rourke? He looks 50s. Mm, how old is Tulsi? No, Tulsi cannot possibly be in her 50s because still in the military. And the Gabster isn't going to fucking get white men to act like this. I don't know. David Duke likes her. It's weird. Yeah, but da- David Duke is also David Duke. <laughs> he likes her... And he fucking, like, masturbates to Gargamel on the Smurfs. Whatever the fuck it is he's doing. That's that's an, that's an interesting character. Um, so he admitted to all accusations. And he also... Wait, they, they're literally just doing the whole other story as the next... As part of this story. Yeah. Wait, there's an, is there another story at the... No, it's literally part of it. It just says, also in Florida... Yeah. And a totally different guy named David Ashworth. Wait, scroll down. Wait, a GoFundMe page. uh, And another one. Meanwhile, a GoFundMe page has been set up for another Florida man who was struck by lightning while sitting under a tree in his wheelchair. What the fuck? What? Newsweek, (laughs) what the fuck are you doing? Are they just like, look, man, just put all the Florida in one thing. We don't have time for this shit. We used to be a serious outlet. And then the internet happened and we had to do clickbait. I uh, I get it. All, all right. right. 
try to yeah try to add more onto this fucking later. It's coming on around ten thirty now. Wind down the rest of this night. Go fucking bust a nine hour shift. Get off the shit. Wrap this up. Throw mm-hmm. it on Patreon early access. And that's that's that wine cellar shit, fuckos. All right, we'll catch you around. You got some great moves, Todd. You dance like a white man, and I love it. <laughs> All right, what's going on, gang? And um, closing out this uh, episode of The Wine Cellar, I have an update. This story has been um, going on. um, And, of course, like I'm coming out of the wacky overtime hours and trying to catch it, but a um, a trans woman by the uh, name of B-Love, B-Love Slater, was found burned to death. And this is the latest one I have. This one up um, eight hours ago from... um, pressing the record button right now on the advocate.com all right and um this article is up by trudy ring all right so uh florida transgender woman b love slater was found burned to death beyond recognition in a car last wednesday all right now some folks may have seen like um this started out with just like a facebook post maybe like a tweet and now like there's journalism coming out about this um, her death is the 18th murder that we know of in the U.S. this year and the 17th um, African McMurrican trans woman. Uh, friends of uh, beloved Slater say they believe she was uh, targeted because of her identity. <coughs> Excuse me. The um, Slater of an uh, of, uh, area called Pahokee I've, I've never heard of this area, but uh, she's from an area called Pahokee and was found in a town called Cluiston, and this was around 30 miles away. It took the investigators, of course, from um, Hendry County Sheriff's Office until Friday to publicly identify her, and her identity was first reported by New Now Next, which is... um. To my understanding, it's like a subsidiary of the Logo station, the television station. I remember watching a new Now Next, um, like, music videos and whatnot in the morning before work. All right, continuing on, on um, theadvocate.com. Close friends of hers, uh, Ken Ardwade. Ken Ardwade said he was uh, sure she was the victim she was the victim as soon as he saw photos of her burned car quote that's her car i know that i know her car end quote which is uh what this individual told uh fort myers television station w-i-n-k wink now um he said that uh she knew someone wanted to harm her and she wanted to get away so some like someone's like stalking her or something um another friend uh by the name of Desmond Desmond Vereen told another TV station WBBH that he thinks that uh that B Love Slater's identity was a motive for the crime. Quote from uh, Desmond Vereen was um, quote I feel like she was targeted because of her lifestyle. End quote. And um, 
He said uh, Vereen, who organized a vigil held uh, Friday in Slater's memory, described her as a people person. And uh, just saying, folks know the wine cellar. I probably, if I was the one speaking, would not have gone with the word lifestyle. Continuing. Um, another quote from the same individual, Desmond Vereen. She loved to be around people and meeting new people, too, because of her new lifestyle that she transitioned into, end quote. I really would not have gone with lifestyle myself. Uh, despite the assertions of Slater's friends, investigators with the Hendry County Sheriff's Office say they have yet to determine a motive for the crime, but they did say it's one of the most brutal murders they've ever seen. Anyone with information is asked to call the Hendry County Sheriff's Office at 863-674-5600 or Southwest Florida Crime Stoppers at 800-780-8477. And um, folks that already know the wine cellar, that's we do a lot of different stories, general interest, as we covered earlier in this episode. But yeah, you know, when I uh, started doing this podcast as Father Teresa's Wine Cellar in 2012... I remember it may have been toward the end of 2012 or early 13, but I came across a story about a, um, a uh, you know, sort of a, an Islamic state, sort of a, a religious state that was that, that was wanted to pass a bill exporting or deporting uh, trans women. And then that just became the thing. Like, I was just like, what the fuck is going on here with people going after trans women? And so I just kept looking these stories up and covering this shit. And then I come across uh, an individual that goes by the name of Janet Mock. And then I start looking for any interview, anything I could find with Janet Mock. I even found a podcast that Janet Mock did with a um, with their partner, Aaron Treadwell. I don't know if they're still together. This was some time ago. You know, and um, and I found an interview where Janet Mock was talking about sex workers' rights. And then now watch how shit turns into, you know, like shit moves forward. And um, Janet Mock's talking about sex workers' rights and how if the police arbitrarily declare you to have too many condoms when they stop and search you because they feel like it, they just charge you for being a sex worker, you know, charge you with prostitution and um, and just lock you up. For having condoms. Look, that's it. Just for having condoms. But they, they arbitrarily declare it to be too many condoms. That's one of my very old episodes, too many condoms. And uh, so then now sex workers' rights becomes a thing on the program. And then, of course, um, I'm already lefty-headed and, all, and whatnot, so environmentalism is going to be in there. You know, um, as far as electoral politics... I'm not rooting for the Democrat, but I'm waving a middle finger at the Republican and critiquing the Democrat, you know, and uh, that's the wine cellar, man. Uh, Trans women's rights, sex workers rights and yo, climate change is fucking shit up and general interest stories. White on white crime came along and uh, we're going to keep doing this shit. You know, shit was painful with all the overtime hours. There's a slowdown on that getting back in the game. And we're going to rock the fuck out. Phoenix Kaliter is about to get on a uh, 
uh, business call with the SWAP, W-S-O-P, Sex Workers Outreach Project, and um, handle some business there. And I'm going to go ahead and upload this and uh, keep looking for more news and doing more prep and to get ready for my next shift. I'm only working eight hours tomorrow, and I'll have time to uh, create more content. So uh, thank you for holding the shit down. Um, I get it. I'll never begrudge people that unsubscribe from Patreon. Like, we were not keeping it cracking. If you unsubscribe, I get it. Like, you were paying for nothing. You know, but if folks do want to come back to it, uh, patreon.com slash Fund. And as always, the old, uh, this is not related to... Uh, content in any way this is just if you want to hold a motherfucker down it's uh paypal.me slash phoenix and william please motherfuckers be as safe as possible wherever you my microphone went out